What's up, everybody? Episode 84 of the High on Affinity podcast, the podcast dedicated to everything sports and nerd culture. Like always, I'm your host, Jacob Knight, and we got a fantastic episode lined up for you today, folks. On today's episode, we're talking the Super Bowl. Yes, the Super Bowl matchup is set. We got the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Green Bay Packers, so we're going to take a look at each team journey to the big game and give you a little game preview, and then to end the show... Yes, it's been one year since we lost the late, great Kobe Bryant. We're going to honor him by remembering his legacy. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yes, 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 that time again, everybody. Episode 84 of the High on Affinity podcast. The podcast dedicated to everything sports and their culture. Like always, I'm your host, Jacob Knight. First time listening to the podcast, welcome to the podcast. And if you are a returning listener, we're glad to have you back for another fantastic episode. And like always, follow us on our social media sites. Like us on Facebook at High on Infinity Podcast. Follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at High Infinity Pod. Or follow me, the host, on my personal accounts, Twitter and Instagram at So Yam Asian. And if you did not get all that, please hit the link tree link up in the bio of the podcast. As our podcast streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and the Anchor app. And all our social media sites. And if you listen to one of our streaming platforms and you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review on your preferred streaming platform. Yes. Hope everybody's doing good. I'm doing pretty good myself. Ready to give you another great week of content on the podcast. But before we get into that, I got a special announcement for the podcast. But I'm saving it for this weekend. So if you follow the podcast on any of our social media sites, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or follow me on my personal accounts, Twitter, Instagram. So yeah, Majin, just be on a lookout for that this weekend. I am very excited to be bringing you this news. We have been working on, we, we've been working hard on this for about the past month. So stay on a lookout for that. And if you do not follow the podcast on any of our social media sites, please do. But uh, moving on, we got a great episode for you today. We're talking the Super Bowl matchup, Bucks versus Chiefs. And then to end of the show, we're going to remember and honor the late, great Kobe Bryant. So let's just dive right into things. So the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl matchup is set. We got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. We're just going to look over how each team, each team's journey throughout the season and their journey through the playoffs up until the big game. And then we'll give you a little game preview. So first, we're going to start off with Tampa Bay. They are the first team in NFL history to play in a home Super Bowl. Of course, the biggest free agent acquisition of the offseason in the NFL history was Tom Brady leaving the Patriots and going to the Buccaneers. A move that shocked a lot of people because the Bucs was not the projected location for Brady. They said it was either going to be the Chargers or the Titans. I think they said the Chargers because it's location in L.A. or the Titans because I think the Titans coach played with Brady so got that familiarity right there. But Brady probably saw something in Tampa that no one else saw. Granted, that's why they're probably in the Super Bowl this year. And this is Brady 10th, count them, 10 Super Bowl appearances in his career. If I'm correct, I think Brady's the second player in NFL history to play in a Super Bowl in three different decades, the 2000s, the 2010s, and, you know, the 2020s. I think Jerry Rice was the other player to do that as well. He played one in the 80s, the 90s, and the 2000s. But Tampa season did have a lot of ups and downs. They started off really good, really hot. They were 6-2 and two at one point, and then they ended up going 1-3, losing three straight games during that span. And then they finished the season strong by winning 
their last four games. And in the playoffs, they beat the Washington football team in the wild card round, then the New Orleans Saints in the divisional round, and they beat Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in the NFC title game. And that was a great game. Came down to the wire between two great teams and two all-time great quarterbacks in Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. At first, it was looking like a blowout, to be honest. It was 28-10 at one point in time. The books were clicking on all cylinders on offense. The defense was slowing down the Packers' offense. Even picked off Rodgers on one drive. And then Green Bay started mounting that comeback. Aaron Rodgers started cooking. Got it down to 28-23. to Then the Bucks kicked a field goal to make it 31-23. Then the controversial decision was made. The Packers were driving and got down to the 8-yard line. And then Rodgers, he incompleted the pass that looked like he could have ran, in, ran into the end zone for a touchdown because it was just none but green grass and high tides, but he chose to throw. I believe he should have ran. I think everybody else believes he should have ran. He would have gotten a touchdown or down to the one-yard line at minimum. So it's now fourth and goal. We're all thinking, okay, this is the ball game. I think the game went to commercial and we came back. We would assume we would have saw Aaron Rodgers going out there going for it. Then we saw the field goal unit out there. Everybody was like, what the hell? Like you got the MVP and he was cooking for majority of the game on the eight-yard line and you decided to kick a field goal. Like everyone else, I thought they should have went for it on fourth down. If they didn't get it, they would have had Tampa Bay backed up into their own end zone inside their 10-yard line. And they'll just put a little, more, a little bit more pressure on Brady and the offense. But they settled for a field goal. The Bucks got the ball back and they and they ran the clock out. And there was a, the end of the game, there was a defensive pass interference call on third down. Yes, I believe the call was late, but at the end of the day, it was pass interference. Did the receiver sell it? Yeah, he sold it a little bit, but it was a penalty at the end of the day. And I hate, I mean, I hate to see Aaron Rodgers go out like this. One of my favorite quarterbacks, you know, over the past, you know, throughout his career. Yeah, throughout his career, he's been one of my favorite quarterbacks. And I was rooting for him to get back to the Super Bowl and win it. Because if he would have made it to the Super Bowl, I was going to pick the Packers to win over, you know, the Chiefs or the Bills. Because, you know, I wanted Rodgers to at least get one more Super Bowl in his career. And the Packers, ain't gonna lie, they did miss a couple opportunities throughout the game. Like, right before halftime, they allowed Tampa, well, they thought Tampa was going to settle for a field goal, but Brady threw a bomb for a touchdown with one second left on the clock. Instead of being down 17-10, Green Bay was down 21-10 at halftime. And later on, a Green Bay receiver can't remember which one. I don't, th I don't think it was Devontae Adams. He They dropped a two-point conversion that would have made the game 28 20 28-25, but it ended up being 28-23. And the biggest missed opportunity to me is that Green Bay couldn't cash in off the Brady turnovers because they picked off Brady three times and was only able to get six points to show for it. And in the NFL, if you pick off a quarterback, especially one of Tom Brady's stature, you got to cash those in for touchdowns. And they're only able to get six points, not enough. And Green Bay was, you know, they was unable to, you know, to cash, they was unable to cash off those turnovers. And now the Bucks are going for, to the Super Bowl for the second time in franchise history. This is Tom Brady's 10th Super Bowl in 21 seasons, which is crazy. So almost 50% of, of Brady's career, he's at least played in the Super Bowl. Won six of them. And if he wins this year, he'll make it seven titles in 21 years. So possible third of Brady's career, he at least won the Super Bowl. Crazy stat. Truly the GOAT. And their opponent they're facing they got a tall task ahead of them. They're facing the defending Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. Looking to become the first repeat Super Bowl champ since the Patriots 
in 2003 and 2004. And Kansas City had a phenomenal season. They're 14-2, 14-1 when Mahomes was a starter because he sat out the last week. And Mahomes, in his third year, already has two Super Bowl appearances. Travis Kelsey is a record-setting, had a record-setting year at tight end. And I think if, if Travis Kelsey wins this Super Bowl, this, you got to put him in the conversation as one of the greatest tight ends of all time with Shannon Sharp, Tony Gonzalez, and, you know, Rob Gronkowski. But Kansas City's offense does speak for itself. They remind me a lot of the Golden State Warriors in a way. Like, they just, you know, just dilly-dally through the regular season, blow a lot of people out, and they're just waiting for the playoffs to start, just to be honest. And their playoff run, they beat the Cleveland Browns in the divisional round, a game that was a lot closer than the experts thought it would be. You know, Mahomes hurt his toe and got a concussion in the end of the, during that game. But he came back for the AFC title game. Uh, they beat the Bills pretty convincingly in the AFC title game. The score does not reflect the game. Kansas City won 38-24, but Kansas City was up, I think, 38-15 with seven minutes left in the game. And Buffalo got some gimme touch, you know, some gimme points at the end. You know, even though Buffalo was up 9-0 at one point after Kansas City muffed the punt, then the rest of the game, it was just Kansas City all the way. And a quick game preview. And I'm going to give you everything. This is some of my quick thoughts for this week. Okay, so... I read that this is the first time in NFL history that a Super Bowl matchup at quarterback will be the two previous Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. Of course, Brady in 2018 and Mahomes in 2019. And of course, the biggest headline going to the Super Bowl is going to be Brady versus Mahomes. They're dubbing it as the GOAT versus the baby GOAT. And rightfully so. Brady's resume speaks for itself. 10 Super Bowl appearances. They think it said, I read a stat. Him and LeBron are the only athletes in 30 years to appear in 10 title games in their respective sports. And, of course, Brady got six titles and not to mention multiple MVPs. And Patrick Mahomes has built up quite a resume for himself in his young career. 50 touchdown passes in his first season, starting an NFL MVP award, Super Bowl MVP award, and a Super Bowl title. And this is the best start to a quarterback career since Tom Brady in the early 2000s when he won two Super Bowl titles in his first three years and there's also a lot of interesting matchups as well and i'll get in, into that in more detail next week when i make my prediction pick a score and pick the super bowl mvp but all in all after this past year where there was no assurance on will there be any football i think this is the best possible super bowl matchup that the nfl could dream of he got the young guns in kansas city versus brady and the young team he has in tampa and i cannot wait to talk about this game in more detail next week i can't lie i had a tough time typing the notes for this next segment this past tuesday january 26 was one year since the tragic passing of kobe bryant and eight others in the helicopter crash outside of la and i don't like when people say it's the anniversary of a person's death or a tragic event or that don't just that, that don't sit right with me, to be honest. Like, to me, an anniversary is something that should be celebrated. You know, birthdays, weddings, work anniversaries, you know, stuff like that. Not someone's death, but yes, it has already been a full year. I know when, when 2021 started, it was like, hey, it's fresh start for everybody. You know, because 2020 was such a terrible year for a lot of people. The pandemic caused, you know, deaths, the, you know, the loved ones. People lost their jobs, got furloughed, or got their hours decreased heavily. And I said when the pandemic started, when I started working from home, I was, you know, blessed to have a job that allows me to work from home so I can still get, you know, my 40 hours a week and my full paycheck. 
And then, you know, when, when uh, the new year hit, I realized that, dang, later on this month will be one year since we watched Kobe. And I was like, damn. Like, I don't want to be cliche and say stuff like, it still doesn't feel real. But damn it, it still doesn't feel real that Kobe is gone, you know, even after a year. To me, when someone dies, like, you really, you don't, you, you, you don't get over it. You just learn how to deal with it. Like, when my mom passed away, people always ask me, Jacob, you know, how long it took you, uh, you know, how long it took you to get over your mom's death? I'm like, you, you don't get over stuff like that. I'm not, I'm not putting, you know, Kobe's death on, like, the magnitude of my mom's, you know, personally. But, you know, I'm just saying, like, when someone passes away, you, you don't get over it. You just learn how to deal with it better, you know, each and every day. Like, Kobe Bryant was supposed to be here, you know, when the Lakers won the title and tweet out, you know, job well done. He was supposed to meet up with LeBron and the whole team over Zoom, congratulating them in person. Hey, man. Y'all had that Mamba mentality, job well done, was running back next year. Well, he was supposed to be inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame and give a fantastic speech later on this year. Like, you know, you know when uh, people say you remember where you were when you found out, you know, that someone died? Like, I still remember that day like it was yesterday. Like, I remember exactly what I was doing. I was chilling on, on my couch on a Sunday afternoon. I was laying down, about to cook dinner, about 3 o'clock. I know... Uh, it's three o'clock. It's early for dinner, but I was hungry. You know, just I was just laying down on the couch, and one of our friends hit up the group chat and said, "Like Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash." And when I read it, I, I like rose up real quick. You know how the Undertaker rises up like super fast. That's how I rose up. And you know, I, I, I was like, "Let me read this again." And I was like, "No, it, like, this can't be true." And the first thing I did, I turned it on ESPN for some reasons because I was like, okay. You know, basketball legend. So they, they got to have a scoop on this. And when I turned on ESPN, they had nothing. They were just going on like it was a normal day. Then I turned on the ABC News and I saw it. You know, they had the cameras and stuff at the site. They were reporting there was, you know, no survivors. And I was like, man, this cannot, this can't, this can't be true. Like, there's 10 billion people in the world. Someone, there has to be another Kobe Bryant out there. It's not Kobe Bryant. And I, and I was sitting there like, it's possible. It's possible that... They could have, you know, survived something like this. Then, of course, you know, in the course of the news, all the outlets are trying to be the first to report it. But, you know, a lot of them didn't have the most accurate information. Like, I have friends that work in the news industry, and I assume that it's best to be late with accurate information than to be first with the wrong information. I hope I'm, you know, saying that correctly. But, you know, because I was seeing all kinds of stuff from different outlets, like who was on the helicopter, how many passengers were, were there, and all that stuff. But... When it was confirmed that Kobe Bryant was on the helicopter and passed away, I can't, I cannot lie. I was, I was sick to my stomach. Like that was the first and only time I like completely lost my appetite. I got, a, I got a pretty strong stomach. Like I could look at something nasty on YouTube, then you know get McDonald's the next minute, no problem. But when that news hits, I wasn't even hungry no more. I think I ate like at eight o'clock that night, and I remember when the news came out. Everybody was just trying to contact somebody. Like, you thought, it felt like a, when Kobe passed away, it felt like a family member died. Like, I had a friend who texted me. He's also a huge Lakers fan. Even named his son Kobe. He hit me up. He was like, hey, Jacob, man, just checking on you, bro. Just seeing if you're good. Had my family in California. They know how, how, how huge of a Lakers fan I am. They were calling to check up on me. Like, that was just a crazy day. I remember the next day, I went to work with my head hanging down. Like, if I could have took a PTO day off work that day, I sure as hell would have. Like, I was down bad. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm like, dude, Kobe Bryant passed away. Like, he had the aura. 
while he was supposed to live forever. Like Laker fans and basketball fans, like Kobe was like a god. Like Kobe Bryant was supposed to live till he was like 90 years old. He was supposed to be, you know, at the Lake, you know, when the teams bring back the old, you know, when it's like the anniversary of like a championship team. Like Kobe Bryant was supposed to be out there celebrating the 50th anniversary of one of his championship teams. You know, he comes out there with a cane. He got, you know, a gray beard. I think it was clean shaven. He was clean shaven, but, you know, he has a gray beard. Shaq is there, too. You know, just joking around and having fun. Like, man, we could have won all these other titles if he would have stayed, you know, joking around and stuff like that. Like, Kobe Bryant was supposed to live, like like I said, till he was, like, 90, then go to sleep and just don't wake back up. Like, he's not supposed to be gone in his early 40s. Like, then the situation got even worse when he found out that his 13-year-old daughter was, you know, was on the was, was on there with him. Like, she had her whole entire life ahead of her. You know, she was supposed to, you know, get her license, go to prom, graduate, go to college, be in the WNBA and all that good stuff. And, and when Kobe died, a lot of people, including myself, just, like, sat back and had to, like, reevaluate life in general. Like, am I doing this right? Am I living life to the fullest? Do I tell my loved ones how much they mean to me? Like, hell, if Kobe Bryant can go, I sure as hell can go too. And a lot of people ask, like, you know, why Kobe just didn't drive that day? And, you know, it was it was it said that Kobe Bryant, he did a lot of his commuting by helicopter, which is real popular in LA to avoid traffic. Like, I've been to LA a couple times in the past couple of years and traffic is terrible. There's no there's no other way to put it. Like traffic is busy from 7 a.m. to 2 a.m. nonstop. I remember last time I was there, I, I, vi- I visited uh, my cousin, and we were going, and we were going to go visit my aunt, you know, her mom. And my cousin, you no, know, she said, "Oh, you know, she doesn't live that far away. I'm from the south. Far away is like 10, 15, 20 minutes at the most. She lives an hour and a half away, not including traffic. Took us two and a half damn hours to get there because traffic was so bad. But back to Kobe, yeah, but." You know, when Kobe died, it impacted a lot of people. Like, I remember going to work that week, and it was Super Bowl week, and we had a potluck, and everybody was wearing, you know, their favorite NFL team jersey. I don't own an NFL team jersey, so I wore my Kobe Bryant jersey, number eight, that day. Got to get me number 24, but I wore my number eight Kobe Bryant jersey that day. And me and the guy was talking. He was like, yeah, man, like, I can't lie. I hate the Lakers, but I cried. When Kobe died, and another friend, she was a Celtics fan. You know the Lakers and the Celtics. That's probably the most the, the most storied rivalry in basketball, and probably one of the most storied rivalries in sports in general. And she was like, "I cried when Kobe died. It affected a lot of people in many different ways." You had athletes who played, you know, other sports other than basketball, saying, "Yeah, Kobe inspired me to, to be the best at what I do in my craft." And as a Lakers fan, of course, I spoke on plenty of occasions. How big of a Lakers fan I am. You know, Kobe, Kobe was our guy, especially for fans around my age. Like I said, Kobe was a god. Like, he couldn't not, we, we, we tolerated no Kobe slander around us. Like, we, we probably would have fought you if you slandered Kobe around us because, you know, I didn't grow up watching Michael Jordan. When he retired from the Bulls, I was six years old. Like, to me, Michael Jordan was the man. From Space Jam, I can't say someone was the greatest of all time if I if I never seen a play. I know you can watch YouTube and highlights and the Last Dance documentary, but it was one of the things you probably had to see him live in person to realize his greatness. And that's how it was with Kobe Bryant. Like around 99, 2000, I was first introduced to the game of basketball when my 
folks when we watched it, you know, when we stay up late and watch the NBA Finals that year with the Lakers, you know, we had a squad back in, in that era. We had Kobe, Shaq, Derek Fisher, Rick Fox, Big Shot Robert Horry, and the crew. And I stayed a Lakers fan with Shaq left. We had some down years after that. Then we got Pau Gasol. Well, straight up stole, <laughs> stole Pau Gasol in a trade. And we went to the finals, lost to the Celtics. I was pretty down after that. Then went back to back, beating the Magic and the Celtics. We had that squad too. We had Kobe Powell, Derek Fisher, Trevor Reason was on one of the teams, Ron Artest. We had Shannon Brown, Andrew Bynum. Had a good little you know, championship crew. Then after that, we had almost a decade a decade of irrelevancy. Then we won the title last year with, with a LeBron, AD, and the crew. And Kobe, I, I consider Kobe basically gave Laker fans, well, he gave uh, Laker fans his blessing when LeBron came. You know, when LeBron came, like I said, I was happy. I compare LeBron coming to the Lakers as the star quarterback asking the ugly duckling to go to prom. Like, he didn't have to ask us. There was a lot more better options like Philadelphia or um, Houston. But he chose us, the Lakers. You know, a lot of people have a love-hate relationship with, with LeBron. And Kobe was like, hey, 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 you know, LeBron's good people. He was like, you know what? If Kobe said this guy's good, he's good. Welcome to L.A., LeBron. That's that's how I felt like it was when LeBron came to L.A. And basically, like I said, basically to sum it all up, basically Kobe was the reason why I started watching basketball and a lot of other people as well. Like to me, I don't get involved in the, you know, the GOAT debate. Because to me, the GOAT debate is all opinionated. There's no like rule who the GOAT is. Some people say Michael Jordan. Some people say LeBron James. Hell, I got a friend that think Tracy McGrady's the GOAT. I'm not going to judge him. That's his opinion. But to me, and a lot of other people around my age, Kobe Bryant is the GOAT, the greatest basketball player of all time. And when I remember Kobe, I'm not going to remember, you know, January 26, 2020. I'm going to remember the 81-point game he put on the Raptors. I'm going to remember that streak he had of four straight 50-point games, including a 62-point game in three quarters Versus the Mavericks. I'm going to remember him scoring 60 his last game. Like To me, to me, he was like, Jacob, a legendary NBA player is going to score 60 points in his last game. Who was going to be? I would have said Kobe. Because I know damn well he's going to take at least 100 shots in his last game. But hell, I ain't, ain't going to play no more. I, I might as well shoot all the shots I can. You know, like him, you know, all those legendary performances. Him giving it all to his craft and inspiring others to, to do the same thing. In their craft, whether it's, you know, basketball, football, tennis, soccer. It doesn't even have to be sports related. It could be, you know, working on your craft in art, podcasting, business, school, whatever you want. Kobe taught us that mob mentality to tackle, you know, everything 100% like he did his craft in basketball. And even after a year after his death, it still hits hard. Like, it just shows you. I think a lot of people learn from Kobe's death, like, Tomorrow is not guaranteed, but this is why you got to tell the people who means the most to you how much they mean to you because you don't know what the next day is going to bring. But wrapping this up, I think I speak for a lot of people when I say rest in peace Kobe, rest in peace Gigi, and rest in peace the seven other passengers who passed away that day as well. Thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. I greatly, greatly appreciate you taking time out of your very busy day to give this podcast a listen. Thank you for all your likes, 
retweets, shares, subscribes, and any other way you support the podcast. Like I always say, I will not be here without you, the listener. And I thank you for that. So y'all take care, be safe, and I'll see y'all next time.